Hello and welcome to Ahead of the Curve. This is your host, Jonathan Gellner, and thank you so much for being with us today. This episode is brought to you by 78 Sports. 78 Sports is a full design, supply, and installation team that does it all for baseball coaches and facilities. If you're a baseball coach and you're not familiar with 78 Sports, then you need to be. Whether you're looking to get new hitting mats, replace some L screens, put up a new batting cage, or even design a brand new indoor facility, the 78 Sports team has you covered for it all. As an exclusive offer for our podcast listeners, 78 Sports is offering special pricing on your order when you mention Ahead of the Curve. Give them a call today at 844-478-TURF to get your order started. You can also check them out on their website at www.78sports.com. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-Y, the number 8, sports.com. On today's show, we have on Houston Astros minor league hitting coach, Jose Puentes. Jose joined the Houston Astros in December of 2019 as a minor league hitting coach, and he's currently the low A hitting coach in the Astros organization. He also coached high school since 2006, and most recently being at MacArthur High School and Johnson High School in San Antonio. He was also an assistant at Steele High School from 2007 to 2012, and Wagner High School from 2015 and 2016. So on the show, we discuss his journey to Pro Bowl, we talk about what separates professionals from amateurs, and we take a deep dive into the middle game and in-between at-bats conversations. You're going to love this episode with Jose Puentes. Jose, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the invite. Definitely, definitely. Well, I, I, like I said off the mic, I've been looking forward to this conversation for a while and excited to pick your brain, but I, I first want to let you share... Uh, your story with the guests. I think you have a, a unique story of getting into pro ball and and continuing to do a heck of a job with the players that you have. And I know that they're super appreciative of you and look, they're lucky to have you. But tell us a little bit about your you know your background and how you got into pro ball. Uh, yeah, was well, so, uh, been around baseball my my whole life. Um, I played, never played professional. Played through college. Um, I went into teaching and coaching at the beginning at the high school level and. Uh, I did that for, for a long time, um, and been at, at different schools in the San Antonio area. Um, got a little burned out of teaching, got out of the, got out of the teaching business and, and coaching business and went completely in a, you know, in a, in a different direction and went into sales. Um, so did that for about three years, four years and. If you know sales, you know, there's, there's a lot of hours, a lot of hours to be there. So how to start a family sure. and it's even more hours than coaching, believe it or not. And um, so I started, uh, you know, start conversations with my wife and decided to go back to coaching in high school. Um, with the new technology coming out, um, some things piqued my interest, like like blast motion and stuff like that. So I, that really got my interest in hitting even more because uh, I was actually a pitching coach for about five to six years, which also helps a lot sure. with, um, it helps a lot with, uh, with the hitters. So um, coach about two more years of high school baseball. And then I saw a post the Astros put about a Dominican, um, Dominican Academy hitting coach, they were high school age kids. I am bilingual. Spanish is my first language. And I just said, why not? You know, I've never even tried. 
Uh, there were opportunities for college. I just didn't want to do that at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I applied, got the call from Jeremy Barnes, who's now with the Mets as a big league hitting coach. And I was blessed enough and, and got the opportunity to to start there. Um, I only worked at the academy for about five, six weeks, and then COVID hit. That was in 2020. So um, never really went back. Uh, okay. Never went back to the DR. Um, from there, they promoted me to the to the uh, rookie ball, which was last year. It was my first full year. Um, that's an interesting experience as well. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of raw talent. A lot of raw talent. It's uh, you really have to love baseball uh, if you know if you're going to be at that level. I'm talking about for the players. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just that every day wake up super early, play in the middle of the heat of, in our case, Florida, in the middle of the summer. So um, it's a big time learning experience. And now I am got promoted again. I'm in Loe in Fayetteville with the Woodpeckers. And it's uh, it's been great. It's been great so far. It's uh, it's a lot more psychology than, than, <laughs> than anything <laughs> sure, else. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's hopefully we keep doing a good job and we'll keep continuing to trend up just like the players, you know. So continue mm-hmm. learning uh, my position and just never stop. It's just, this is sure. constant, constant learning. So, right. No, I love hearing that. And, you know, let's, I, I'd like to, for you to dig into more of the psychology side. Mm-hmm. You, br- you bring it up and I, I'd love to, to talk more about it. Are, like, give us some, give us some conversations lately of what that looks like. So, being a guy who's very intentional with connections, it, it sounds like you are. Mm-hmm. Talk to us, you know, about, you know, it could be some past experiences. It could be some more recent ones of just things that you feel like have helped players. Cause a lot of it is you're probably trying to talk them off of how bad they are, you know, cause immediately mm-hmm. players go to, man, I'm, I suck. I, I'm never going to get a hit again. But just <laughs> if, if you have some examples, I would love to hear just some different things that you've done to try and, and help them through that. Um, so yeah, I mean, this. A lot of a lot of the guys at this level, they're learning how to be a professional for the first time in their career. Um, they've never been 0 for 25 or for 30 with 15, 20 strikeouts before. They've been the best player everywhere they've been. So they're learning how to cope with failure, and then at night, and then during the day, work on it, and then go out there and compete. Um, one of the things that I that I do purposely is you have to be very careful what you say to them uh, as far as a player can be struggling, but you can try to be a little bit of trying to find the positive of every single at bat, mm-hmm. even if the result is not there, then you can, you know, you can go back and look at different metrics and show them or you know, even video, watch video together. Hey, man, it's not that bad. It's it's the movements are better. You know, now we can focus more on like approach or or I think like that game planning. Um, it's funny because it's like I, I tell the guys like, man, it's like we have like a suicide watch every time somebody strikes out in the dugout. Right, I'm sure. like, oh, my Absolutely. God, here we go. So it's like, you know, sometimes a little pat on the back and like after Usually, immediately after a negative stroke, I don't want to tell them anything at the moment. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I know they, they don't want to strike out or they don't want to fail. You know, let them breathe a little bit, bent a little bit, and then I come and say, hey, man, that was a seven, eight pitch at bat. It's not that mm-hmm. bad, you know? Sure. 
just you're trending right. You know, try to find a little positive every time. Um, right now we have a couple of guys that have gone through that and they're trending up, you know, just consistent work in, in the cage. Um, and then at the end of the night, when, when the, the lights go on, you, you got to go. We, uh, no go yeah, you got to go. No compete. No, just we can talk about the picture or whatever, uh, but we're not talking about mechanics. It's just we're going. Mm-hmm. So, no, that's really good. And, you know, for, for a lot of these kids, it's probably the first time that they've been uh, away from the complex so that, you know, you've got a, a set routine every single day in the, in the DR or for most days, you've got a set routine at the complex because you know, you know, the schedule ahead of time. And usually you're sleeping in your own bed every single night. Uh, these guys are, are going on the road and maybe for the first time in their life, they're like, they, I, I don't know if they feel homesick or not, but it, it's definitely a different experience when you have to travel along with all of the different things that they're dealing with. And have, has that been a conversation that you've, you've had quite a bit this year? Uh, we, yes, as a, as, a, as a team we have, we have talked about how to manage, you know, how to manage or, you know, or load. Um, they want to swing, you know, they want to swing. Sure. Uh, absolutely. They, wanna, say, they might not want to lift or whatever, but they want to, they want to hit. Right. So some things that, that I do in the case, you know, try to ask them to tell me, uh, certain guys, not all of them. Some of them mm-hmm. have real feel or a good feel of, you know, they know and it's, it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them just keep, keep swinging and swinging and swinging. And it's like, that's not, that's not it. So mm-hmm. some of the things like, I like, I'll, ch- I'll challenge you to just tell me how many, how many swings you got this round. And you're like, uh, so it kind of freeze. It's like, they're young. So it's like, I don't know. It's like, what, I don't know, 15. It's like, no, man, that's too many. It's like under, <laughs> two, right. under double digits. So there'll be like eight. It's like, okay. So there's this theory that, you know, you put your mind to something to say, you, you go in there and you say you have a swings so that your focus immediately should increase. I love that. And because you know that you only have eight and the coach is going to tell you to get out or because you said it in front of other players, the other players are also paying attention. They're like, hey, you said eight, you know, kind of like that. But the most part, it's only with a few guys want their swings to be more meaningful, you know, quality over quantity. Uh, but sometimes we do have to work. You know, early work is different. So, no, that's, that's really good, and uh, I, I love that that phrase. You know, how many swings you want this round, and just bringing their attention to that. I'm I'm going to steal that one. You yes, the other thing, the, used to it, swinging. Sorry, about right? That. Yeah, no doubt. The other thing that you mentioned was, you know, you've got a couple of guys that are that were trending down, and now they're trending up. I don't think we could ever get away from that. Like, I, I feel like as a, as a hitting coach, we've got like three guys that are always going good, three guys that are hit and miss, and then three guys that are always like, okay, how do we get them out of this funk that they're in? I, I don't think there's ever a time, at least in my career, that I've been like, okay, yeah, all nine guys are just, they, they look awesome. Yes, it's, and I joke <laughs> with them about it. Um, I was like, man, when are you guys just going to go off where I can just sit back and enjoy it? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. It's like three, three, four, and then or two or three. And then the other one's mm-hmm. going to be, it's just a constant thing. Oh yeah. Constant thing. So it's like, uh, I don't think that that's ever going to happen, you know, <laughs> but it's just like, we're definitely we're hopeful. Try. Yeah. We're trying. Yeah. We're definitely going to try. If he, even if it's like, he doesn't have to be like a, it could be a walk and that for mm-hmm. me, that's a positive. So it could be like a long at bat and then a fly out or something like that. Sure. It doesn't matter. So 
Last well, I, so have a quality of that. No doubt. Like I, I love, uh, I love that you've gotten to experience, you know, teenage kids at the high school level. And then you're, you're still probably have some teenagers now, but like early twenties and professional you, you, and being a minor league coach, you work with guys, AAA and probably some big league guys. And, and you've seen a lot of those, uh, a lot of those guys play. So besides, you know, size and physical, physical ability, what are some things that you've noticed that professionals do different than amateurs that we can that we can start to teach them as teenagers? So I'm thinking like, okay, when they're a freshman in high school, I want them to be able to play professional, like have the ability to play professionally, uh, but there's, to uh, act like a professional more than anything else. Yeah, there's no. See, you can if I'm talking to you like in a cage in a cage setup, like we, you can have fun. You know, you can have definitely have fun, go around, be outside. When you're outside, let's say you're in a group of four, you're not hitting, then you can, you know, if there's music, dance, I don't care, have fun, you know. But what I've seen, um, the higher level players, is as soon as they step into the, the the box, they're like, their focus is like 100%. They know what they want from every swing. The majority of them, um, and I'm talking about big league guys and, you know, higher level guys, this sure. one of the biggest differences is like they know exactly what they want with every swing. There's a purpose from every swing. They're not swinging just to swing. And in, in high school, we, I mean, I was there, you know, it's, it's tough because you have two coaches and like 20 hitters. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's, you have to set up environments. And so that stuff has to be addressed as a culture. Um, you have to build that culture within within the team, you know, kind of not, I don't want to say preach, but kind of like model that behavior. Uh, so hopefully they learn it. Um, I think, you know, it's it's more about, unfortunately, I see a lot of, it's about me and me and me mm-hmm. uh, at the high school level. And, you know, I just, it's not, that's nothing close to what, the way it is in the professional and then we have some professional players that, that are the lower levels that they still again they're learning how to be a a, a pro so mm-hmm. they're learning that some of them handle themselves really really well and the sure. other guys see that and they're like oh like how come he only took seven so he's like he, he felt good he felt it and why why do more you know it's a no long doubt. year so. no doubt no i really like that and you know one of the one of the other things that you that you'll get is you'll get guys moving up and moving down, traded mm-hmm. over. And I would love to hear how you evaluate players. And so I, I'm sure you're going to get some information with their stat lines and, and different things like that. You know, you, they're moving up or moving down for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you're made aware, aware of that completely guessing, but I'm assuming, yeah. but I would love, how do you, how do you first evaluate a player? Like how do you, as a hitting coach connect with him uh, get to know him better, strengths and weaknesses, and and what he thinks, so that you can help him. Yeah, so I'll give you an example. It's like uh, we sure. just had one of the players from 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 the from the rookie ball. He was there for it wasn't because he wasn't talented. He was just dealing with you know some other things. Um, but I, I've never worked with him. I know who he is. Um, there's there's another thing that we do. I believe we do a really good job within the Astros uh, hitting department. The communication is great. Like if I have one of my guys move up to high A, which we did already, like I, 
I'm going to talk to the high hitting coach and like, this is what we're doing. This is mm-hmm. what he's doing. This is what he's thinking. And then, you know, the feel of like, I'm, I'm getting this player, for example, it's like, I, I can see exactly what, like, look at videos, like, okay, this is what I need to work on, but I'm not going to do that. As soon as the guy gets here, I'm going to let him, I'm just going to, and I had told him, like, I'm just going to let you do your thing. Um, just, I'm just going to observe, maybe point that thing here and there, give you some cues, but for the most part, go ahead. You know, I said, go ahead, go ahead and play, you know, because I, I think, as a hitting coach, sometimes we do, we, 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 we get in there too soon instead of letting the guy, let's say you get a guy that's been working on something for two months and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. get a new person and want to change it right away. Um, so then more than likely you're not, they won't do it anyway, unless they know you and there's that relationship there. Um, you know, he's, this particular player was, was very excited to coming up here. You know, he's been here before. Uh, excited to 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 be able to work with me and I said look I'm you know I'm just gonna let you right now just go ahead and do your thing and then you know I want I told him at one point you're going to fail and I'll be right here so um you know then we'll I'd rather have them try their thing first and then they'll come to you rather than rather than pushing for something right away without even connecting with the player yet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having building that trust or even though they say they trust you, they, they don't know you. So, um, more than anything, you say, I've known this player for now three, four days. So it's like, we know exactly what you need to work on. It's just like little by little. <laughs> sure. You can't push it all too fast. No, I, I love that. It, everything good takes time, I think. And mm-hmm. that's, that's, a, that's fantastic. Yeah, 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 for sure. So let's, let's talk a little bit about you know, where we're at right now. So when the listeners are listening to this, a lot of our high school listeners are probably doing summer ball. Uh, you've got pro ball guys listening, college guys that are hopefully still playing. And then, you know, you've got, you've got uh, you, your pro ball guys who are going to be playing for the next six months. But tell us a little bit about how we, how you're preparing every day. So what are some different things that you, you know, you feel like get yourself ready, but also, you know, gets the, get your players ready. And you mentioned earlier with routines and different things like that. I would just love to hear any advice that you have in regards to preparing for games. For the, uh, both sides, the coaches and, and, and the players are just, the sure. Players. Yeah, absolutely. Both. I'd love to hear. Uh, yeah. So I take, I mean, obviously you have a routine, everybody kind of baseball people were kind of routine oriented. Um, so uh, most of these guys, you know, they come in uh, uh, midday, depending where on the road or home, and then they get whatever workout they need to get done. We have our cage, our cage set up for a certain time. Um, we do have what we call early work. You know, we could pull up a couple of guys at a time, um, maybe dig in, um, dig in into something that we don't unnecessarily have enough time to do uh, when we're on the road. And, but not honesty, I have gotten more out of a player with a conversation than, than a drill. Okay. Um, I don't, uh, like we, we look at video together. I have always have my, my, my laptop out there and, and they know, like, I know they come in to look at it, but I'm close by. So that conversation starts, uh, so make sure we're on the same page. So they, um, the cage work that we do, just like try to set up difficult 
obviously they go through their their drills and their routine mm-hmm. um independent on one day we will have like challenging environments for them that i think will move the needle more um it, it was a little there was a little pushback at the beginning they didn't like it <laughs> but you know sure. now that now they ask for it you know so uh, like throughout the week, we'll do challenges stuff, you know, four four times a week, and then okay. once in a while, you just like okay, let's do some feel good repeat, let it rip. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like they they have an understanding that when we get in the cage or even even in the fields, like we're there's an intent to it, like there's a reason why we're doing this or like why we're working on on let's just say angles or something like that. Like there's sure. you know, all other stuff that's not fun quote unquote but it's good for them mm-hmm. so that's that took a while and for the, now for the most part they're they asked for it which is cool that's really cool oh, that's to really see. Good. it's just kind of like oh man what do we got today it's like they, they, they're waiting to see what we got today so um, <laughs> no, I, and, really and, and then the thing is like at this level you can do that i don't think you can do that double a or triple a you know that's at this level they're still working a lot on their swing Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, their misses are bigger than you know guys in double a or triple a but um at this level i think that's and especially i mean rookie ball or high school college that 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 should be like standard mm-hmm. so um but i know i know i did that when i coached high school with the resources that we had we we tried to make it as challenging as possible so. I really like that. So what is, I was going to save this one for later, but what's a drill that the players love that we can steal from you? Man, that's a tough, I, I, I read the question. It's like, that's a tough mm-hmm. one for me. I, I'm not a big believer on like, there's a bad drill. There's some bad ones out there, but there's, <laughs> but there's a, I don't have like a go-to drill. Everybody's okay. different. Um, it's like, I would say more like the concept, anything that gets a player to like stop, I love any drill. Like, um, and man, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. I, we, we this is that kid, the, the little kids, we've been teaching hitters to rotate and rotate and rotate and rotate. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't think we teach enough of you know, stop deceleration and, 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 you know, how that works and how that helps direction mm-hmm. and sure. at speed and, you know, adjustability. Adjustability is like the only thing that I think it's like an absolute to be a good hitter. Everything mm-hmm. else could be, you know, you can be okay, but if you don't have any adjustability, you just, you're done. Sure. <laughs> you're a one pitch yeah, guy, you're done. So, um, I wish I could, you know, I don't have anything that, you know, anything to stop through, anything that gets the, anything part of the deceleration of, of the chain and anything like that, any drill that involves that, I'm a fan of. So, sure. um, really good. It's just split stance, um, stop drills. Um, there's several ones. It's, it's split stance with machine is a good one. You mm-hmm. know, simple stuff, but it depends on the player. It really does. You know, sure. you've got to have a feel of, you can't just put a drill, just put a drill. They got to, they have to buy into it. Otherwise mm-hmm. they're not, not going to do it. So, especially sure. here. So. Oh, no doubt. 
Sorry, no I didn't answer your question. I don't have like I don't have a I don't have a specific one. I try yeah. to teach the guys to do his like, like a lot of my my things. Like try to teach them to get the result, even mm -hmm. when they're not in a because we chase this being in a perfect position all the time. It's like how many times are you gonna be in a perfect position in a game? And it's like not many. So it's like learn how to get the result even when you're not in a good position so it's kind of like uh, and that's why the challenging environments comes from mm -hmm. they're gonna have to figure it out or fail you know it's just like that's the way the game is unfortunately mm -hmm. and it's pitching pitching their stuff gets nastier and nastier every year no doubt mm -hmm. so when you say chase the result, especially when we're talking about in practice, I know the, the external cues are thrown around a lot. And for, you know, is that something that, that you really push of like, hey, I want, you know, see how many line drives in the right center gap you can you can do and rather than focusing on their body. They're focusing on the result or the outcome. And I, I call them external cues. I don't I don't know if that's something yeah. that you consciously talk about or if you just talk about the result that you want. It depends. It okay. depends on the player. It really does. If I, if I have a player that's super aware of their movements, I'm gonna give them like, hey, and we, we have, you know, we have iPads and all that. We can go over videos. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it's, it really depends. But with a guy, it's let's just say a guy is working on his on his forward move, and he's struggling and struggling and struggling, and it's like just getting blown up by the machine or mixed mm -hmm. or whatever whatever the scenario is. It's like. Pause the thing. Stop thinking about mechanics and just get the, get the barrel to the ball. Like mm -hmm. get the result first, and then maybe you'll feel more confident of working on. It. And sometimes that works. Sometimes that just oh that felt good. But it, you know might have, might might have not been the last, but the the best. But at least the result was there. And then you can go back and you know pull back and be like, look, it wasn't that good, but you got the results. So it's like a little positive. You didn't, you didn't move that well, but you still got the barrel. You got a line drive, but, you know, hit it hard. So that means there's there's more in there, you know. So mm -hmm. try, to, try to find a little positive in there. It's like, a lot, sorry, a lot of my answers are going to be like, it depends. Because it really sure. does. No, absolutely. Everybody, everybody, everybody's different. And, and, mm -hmm. and there, there, there goes the, 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 the little art of coaching. You got to know when, mm -hmm. uh, when to get in there and when not. You know, step back. It's just, Yeah. But yeah, we, we do stuff like that. There's, there's, and there's times that I'm just like, step back, go ahead, man, just hit some bombs. <laughs> it's like, go for it. <laughs> sure. So, but it's, it's just, you know, it depends. No, that's, that's really good. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about, you know, it depends. And that's, that's more of the, on the mental side, I think. Uh, and mm -hmm. talking about, you know, pre-pitch routines, uh, prep work, you, you mentioned early work earlier, which I think could probably give you an opportunity to to talk with that in a non-competitive environment, but how are you, how are you helping, helping guys with the mental side? I know you mentioned failure earlier and, and how you, you want to bring out the positive, but when, when I'm thinking of mental side, I'm thinking, okay, your, your prep routines, your, your pre-pitch routines, your uh, visualization, your, you know, breath work, different things like that. Is, is that some, some, I know that most professional organizations have, uh, have people that, that work with that outside of mm -hmm. the on-field coaching, but is that something that you focus on as well? Yes, of course, of course. I um, now with the, at this level without the clock, that's like a big time. That's a game changer. Uh, the clock, and 
that was a big adjustment for like if there's nobody on like they have like in between pitches they have like three four seconds to get back in the box or strike one or mm, last strike. Yeah. that's tough we had a yeah we had some big, big adjustments for that um and especially guys that like to take a breath or like or a back call and you know one of the things that I can go depends on the players. Like you get to, you get a bad call, you look. Every time you get a bad call, you lose your bat. Why? It's like bad calls are gonna happen. Oh, I get I get emotional, get upset. Um, so now, like a guy like that, I'll be like, hey man, every time you get a bad call, call time. Three, get back in there. It's okay. It's only strike one. We got two more. So kind of like stuff like that. Or guys that press with two strikes will do that. Like, hey, call time. We don't lose your plan, you know, stick with what you've been working. So um, one of the one of the biggest, one of the goals that I would like to have that I'm working on, and it's tough to do this um, because it's, at the end of the day, you got to get results. Um, I'm trying to get them away from looking at, you know, numbers like average or like whatever, OPS or and look at their bats as like a little event. Every at bat is like a little single event, mm-hmm. and every at bat should be like I'm all I'm all for all. It's my first at bat, and that's tough, man. That's very tough to do, sure. especially when you you you're a professional baseball player. You're being evaluated how you perform. Mm-hmm. So get them to think like first of all, did I swing at the right pitch? It's like if the answer is yes. Then I tell them to ask themselves, okay. I hit it hard. Yes. Right. It's like, did I hit it in the air? Mm-hmm. If it's three yeses, then that's pretty good. You know, there might be an out, but that's somehow, if, if, I mean, little, some guys are already there, but if somehow we could get, I could get everybody to do that, the numbers are going to be there at the end of it because they're going to be more focused on swinging at the right stuff. And swinging at the right stuff should get better, should get us better results. Mm-hmm. And you know it's, it's, that's something that they come in, they 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 they, they miss the ball, you know, they 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 fly out. Mm-hmm. And just give an example, and they come in, it's like, man, that was not a pitch to swing at. I, I screw myself on that. That's all. Mm-hmm. Me. I sure. do not get beat. So just like getting them to think like, oh, I push my hands drop, but things like just stop. Just like we already worked on that. Now you gotta go. Mm-hmm. So, uh, especially here, you know, I know, I know at the big, at the big league level, it's a little different, you know, they have feedback right away. They have video, they have, we don't have that. So we, we got in, in, in a nutshell, we have to go by feel in, okay. in, in the game. So, mm-hmm. um, well, well tell us a little, things. yeah, go ahead. T- tell us a little bit about how you help them to develop that feel. So you go through the questions of, okay, uh, you felt like you were on time. And you swung, well, no, the the first one that you mentioned was, did you swing at the best pitch you got? And you say yes. And then when they missed it, like what, like, and they're having a hard time and they come to you, they're like, Jose, like, I'm just not seeing this guy well. What do those conversations feel like? Because I'm sure you talk about how some of the pitches should look in your game planning meetings. Mm -hmm. But when you get in the box, sometimes it's different because everyone's perception is different. But how do you help them to make those adjustments between at bats? You know, I had I had one of our players here tell me that it's one of the better ones. It's like, man, I, I'm just not seeing this guy well. It's like, 
So is that uh, my, my answer to him? Really good relationship with him. It's like, and I said, is that like a, like a cop out of you're not sitting well because it's lefty lefty or it's like, sure. is it? or in a, and he smiles. He's like, can you just stop thinking about it so much, man? And just, you know, tunnel in a ball, like look for your area and go. And then next, next AP was a bomb left center. It's like, it's same dude. So it's like getting them away from overthinking. Sometimes it's a, I mean, sometimes it's a great thing. And just, you know, you already work on certain things. Like you need to be able to trust it. And they, and you know, sometimes they're going to make excuses, you know, and you have to, again, it goes back. It depends. They're like, when do you, when do you tell the guy, do you tell him in the middle of the game? Do you wait after the game for the next day when he's calmed down? It really depends on the player. Like there's some players can handle it. Some players don't want to hear a thing. So, you know, it is it. At the moment, I always try to give him, obviously you want to give him feedback and you want to help. Him. Or right now it's really good. You know, it's been two months in, a little bit over two months. Uh, they come, they come to you in the middle of the game. That's that's just awesome. Like, what do you think? It's like, it's like that was good. And, you know, that was good. And even if it's a good result, they come in. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we did what we've worked on, you know. Um, so to to answer your question, it really, it really, again, I'm going back to the same thing. It depends on the, on the player. When do you give it the feedback or, because it does happen. It's like, I'm not seeing him well. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, so what are we going to do about it? <laughs> they ask you a question and you ask them a question, let them figure it out. I like that. Because that's, mm-hmm. that's how, so, so that's how they're going to learn. If you're always giving them the answer, then are you really helping them? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't, I don't have an issue. They ask me a question. I'll ask a question back. What sure. you got? And then conversation starts and there you go. Opportunity to learn for, for, and for him and for me as well, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, just as it depends on the player. So honestly, sometimes you just got to keep it simple with some of them. Sometimes you can go into a little rabbit hole with them and it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really, you got to get, you got, it's one of the things that you have to be able to connect with them mm-hmm. in order for them to, to trust you like that because they're not going to just do it. No doubt. Well, yeah. One of the, you know, and, and I, I tailored the question to probably your, your everyday guy. What about the, the players that aren't playing every single day? So you'll have, you know, a couple of extras on the bench and maybe they play two to three games a week. I don't, how does how do those, how do you handle those conversations? Because they're, it's, it's, it's tough to play a couple times a week. And I, mm-hmm. I'm sure that, that those guys, are are around you a whole lot more and they're you know you're trying to help them because you know everyone is a prospect and mm-hmm. you want to see them do well with and and successful with their opportunities but it's not easy to go several games in a row without playing yeah um yeah i agree with you it's tough it's tough it's tough to get rhythm um you know especially with hitting um here, here's something that i i mean the players can tell you i treat everybody the same way i don't i don't look at the lineup until we're about to go play. I don't even write it down until we're about to go play. And my reasoning behind it is I'm treating everybody the same way if they were playing or they were not playing. We're getting ready for the game, whether you're playing or not. It's like, it's like sometimes it's like 45 minutes to a game. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey man, today I want you to you know, try, try this. 
I'll point this. I'm not playing. It's like, oh shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cause he's like, oh man, I'm sorry. He's like, I didn't know. It's like, no, that's good. That's good. We work the same way. So it's like, I, I try to prepare everybody like they were playing. And, and again, now it's more of a, the, the, the expectation is there. Like I expect them to, to work like they, they were playing in the cage. Uh, obviously sometimes they, you know, it's optional today. Sometimes they want the day off, they want the, mm-hmm. which is fine. Sure. It's just great. But at the same time, it, it be, and we had some guys, a couple guys come to mind that they were in that role and got their opportunity and they were ready. Now they're, mm-hmm. they're doing great. And now they're start, you know, they earn, they're in the spot. So it's like the mm-hmm. other guys see that it's like, man, it's like, you just gotta, gotta get in there. You have to get good at bats, you know, gotta get ready. So, um, I think that's helped like part of like, the, the environment in here is like every, everybody's going to be treated the same, whether they're playing or not, whether they're a prospect or not, we're going to, we're going to work on, we're going to work on our swing regardless of what, what the status is in the organization. Uh, we want to help everybody. Sure. We, we can't help everybody, but we're going to try. So we're going to definitely try. I like that. One of the things that, that I think I struggle with, and I'd love your advice, and that's, okay, let's say that my strength is middle-end fastballs with sync. You know, i just throwing some things out there. Yeah. Middle-end fastballs with sync, and this guy is like a high four-seam ride guy who likes to live at the top of the zone, and I like it, you know, middle and down. And so you've got this, like, so you've got, when your strengths match up against the pitcher's strengths, then I, I feel, nice. you know, yeah, yeah it's, it's nice. But if it's completely the opposite, like if, if my swing and heat map is different, completely opposite of the pitcher's uh, hot zones and yeah. where they throw it and, and the, the type of pitches that they throw, then, you know, what, what advice would you give me? Let's just say we're at this level, right? Let's just say we're at this level or any level. Heck, it's the sure. same. Sure. Yeah. Especially, and maybe the big leagues is not as much. I would tell you that to stay with what you're good at because they're going to miss they're going to miss. That dude mm-hmm. is going to miss in your zone, and you have to be ready for that. And you have mm-hmm. to be okay with, I, want, I don't want to say fail, but let's just say going down with, let's say he paints three up in the zone away from you. It's like, okay, whatever. I tip your hat. You got me there. But there'll be another bat. They're going to miss. Uh, uh, it's just it's just a matter of when. And, if you're, mm-hmm. and now here's the other thing. If you're not, at the moment, you're not good at the pitcher's strengths. Why would I tell you to, hey, if this guy's like, um, up in the zone, I want you to look up in the zone. When I know, like, mechanically, you're not going to be able to handle that. Okay. You know, uh, I would probably approach it like that and, and be ready to hit the mistake whenever you get it, you know, you know which you'll get at least once or twice per game. It's going to happen. Um and the other thing that could happen is, let's say, you paint stuff up in the zone, and then you pregame, you know that, and then you go out there and you look up and away in the zone. What you end up doing is you end up chasing okay. up and away in the zone instead of, you know, looking for your area when you're good at. Uh, same same concept as a you know you got a guy that has like a slider that's across. Like they say, well, in the lost pitching outside, and it's like they go look for that and end up chasing off the plate instead of looking 
middle in because that's what the hanging slider is going to be. <laughs> so does that make sense? And no, I, I, absolutely. I would, it, it, and again, it's just like being aware of your strengths and weaknesses is great, but trusting it that your strengths are going to be okay against, you know, depending on the pitcher. It's, if it's only one pitch, then we're going to be okay. But if it's like, in your case, you the example, I would tell you that. Just look just look down and in or look middle, middle in. It, he's gonna miss. <laughs> they all do. Sure. I laugh because it's funny. They do. Even in the big leagues they do. Mm-hmm. They miss a lot in the zone. So it's tough. The stuff right. is better, but they miss. Sure. So No, that's that's good. And and when you said when your advice would be like when you get it don't miss it <laughs> when they exactly. miss exactly and then so so we do that in the games right and then they get it and they miss it and they look at me and the dog at it and i'm i'm just smiling and they're, sure. they're oh, smiling yeah. back they're like Gosh, dang they it. know yes they know they're like dang it it's like it's okay it's like <laughs> hopefully you get it again so it's like sure. we don't yeah it's funny but it's like you can see a little head spinning <laughs> Mm-hmm. But that happens a lot. It's just like it's just it's fun and being in the dugout, watching them compete, trusting the stuff you've been working with them on and stuff. It's like you're you're in the box with them. At least the way I see it is that I'm right oh, there yeah. with them. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's fun. Oh, it's so good. Well, I've got one more question, and then we'll get to the uh, quick hitters. Okay. So I'm, I'm I'm a high school coach. You've got a lot of high school coaches that are listening, and you know you you see the game from pro ball down. Uh, for for the most part, I'm sure you're grinding every single day. But what do you like? You're getting these teenage kids, these early twenties kids, and is there anything that we are overlooking that we should be teaching better, or is there anything new that that you think that we should be teaching? But just mainly, is is there anything that we're overlooking right now that we can start teaching that you think would be super beneficial? I think. I mean, it's, I, I don't consider myself new school uh, or old school. I, I mean, I, I grew up playing old school, just kind of adapted as the, as the time went. I think we have gotten away with, we gotten away from um, being okay with hitting with two strikes. Um, it's just this... Uh, and I'm not saying cut down in the swing. Heck no. It's like, get your swing. Like, hit the ball hard. Um, like, not pressing when there's two strikes. Like, if you see it everywhere. Two strikes, so here comes the slider down. You know? Like, it's so predictable at times. You know, it's, it's very rare that that you have the, the pitcher that just goes right after you. It's just that the pitchers are chasing strikeouts. You know? So I don't know if it's a, a combination of like their pitcher stuff is better and our approaches are bad, or is it just the approaches that are bad at every level? Like, they, like I was telling you earlier, they're gonna miss. Like we, you know, be okay working the count and you know seeing more pitches. The more pitches you see, the more likely you're gonna get a mistake. Now. Do again, it depends if you have a guy that know you in the zone, like we're gonna go. So it's like it, it depends. Like uh, at the high school, at the high school level, I would I would definitely play, uh, preach uh, play discipline and, and, and understanding the zone, really understanding the zone. Um, I mean, I have a 12 year old son, and that kid doesn't swing unless he's like right there, 
<laughs> and he's like, he's, he, we worked on that stuff, like in the cage. It's like, we do kickouts or whatever we do. He, he won't. And sometimes, you know, he's 12. And so he's, the strikeouts he gets sometimes are like the ball's like a foot outside, you know? And he, he goes, he goes back to the guys like, it's okay. You mm -hmm. know, that's back call. Sure. But when I grow up, that's going to be a ball. Like he'll say stuff like that. So if we could just, like I've had conversations with, with you know, youth coaches and, oh, you gotta, you gotta expand the zone. You gotta expand the zone because then you lose the game. It's like, well, then what are we doing? Are we, are we, are we playing to win the game? Of course. But are you trying to develop the kid? So do we, we get lost in winning all the time and we forget that if we teach it the right thing in the kid, the kid probably own the thing, you know, they're like, oh, they understand it. They're smart. You know, I know how, how, how young you can start that. And, you know, I, um, sometimes I do like sessions and stuff in the off season and I have as young as 11. And it's like, I, that's the one thing I, besides a lot of things, that's the one thing that I'm on it about. It's like, Hey, that's the ball. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's harder. So sure. it's like, it's, it sounds very simplistic very mm -hmm. old school, but you know, it's, the pitchers are pitching to chase so sure yeah and you know one of the things help me with this too i'd love to hear more about it but one of the things this summer i'm coaching a 15u mm -hmm. uh, summer team and i i really don't know much about these kids we've had a couple of practices and then we're going into games and you know the first the first day we we won one and lost one and you know by the time the weekend was over you know we had these conversations of you know if we're going to err, I would, re you know, I would rather them err on the side of swinging at more in the zone with fastballs. Mm -hmm. And so I, I was, you know, we had this conversation of, okay, what, what are you going to see more than anything at, especially, you know, in yeah. And, 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 and at varsity, they, we, we had a good team. And so we would, there were games where we would see more, there were games where we saw more breaking balls and off-speed pitches than fastballs. But majority of the time, you're going to get at least one, like you mentioned. You're going to get at least one fastball for a strike in the zone that, that's good to hit. And especially the the lower that you go uh, with the freshman level, a lot of these kids, you know, are told not to throw breaking balls yet. And and so it's like we're taking a ton of fastballs in the zone and hard at the plate, and you know, just err on the side of aggression to that pitch. Like, make sure you do your prep work. Make sure you're you're ready. But yeah, anything along the lines of, of that, I, I would love to hear I you would, end on. I would, I would ask them. I would ask them, heck, I'll ask you if you can think about I, uh, have, have you Could you think of a big leaguer that like, going through the system was not good, had hitting a fastball? Like all the big leaguers, mm -hmm. that's the one thing they do. They, they, right. they smash the fastball. And then you learn how to, you know, as you go up, learn how to hit spin not the other way around. Um, so, and then at that level, like most of the spin is going to be a ball. And then you're going to have like high leverage counts. It's going to be mm -hmm. easier to hit. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you're going to have to get in there. So it's like, I would definitely, you know, I would definitely preach and definitely practice that. Like make it like a norm. It's like, when you have cage settings, like, don't care. I don't care if you you swung a ball and you hit it at ninety five. That's that's over the long term. That doesn't work. You got mm -hmm. lucky that one time. So yeah, I mean sometimes it just it happens. But if you like if you think long term and you just practice that over and over and over, they're gonna know. 
and it's like they, it should be ingrained in them. So it's like it sounds like super old school, but it's just, it it is. I mean, it is. It's just like hunt the fastball, you know, until mm-hmm. it's time not to. Just so at that level, that's when I coached high school. That's what we did. Sure. And it's like the guy was throwing uh, twenty eighteen. I probably had the coach one of the best high school teams I ever had. I had a bunch of guys going to college and play baseball mm-hmm. and stuff. And so the we the year before I got there, they were averaging like two runs a game. Okay. And the same guys. Then the next year we're averaging almost ten. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of walks, and then boom. So it's like there'll be games where we're like. The second inning, we know there's no curve. I would tell him, "Hey, there's no curveball." Like, Coach, what do you mean? It's like he's like, "Dude, it's a ball." Sure. Every time, like here, and I would show him, "It's like go in there and hunt for your fastball. It's coming." And all of a sudden, it's two, two, oh, three, mm-hmm. one, and then we're like, we high leverage counts. We're getting it, and it's like metal bat. That ball is gonna go. Right. So it's like at that level, it's like, why not? If anything, mm-hmm. take take your take your base, be on base, learn how to be a good base runner, steal. You mm-hmm. know, there's a lot to be done there too. So, sure. um, I know everybody wants to get in there and hit, but it's not the only way to be productive, right? You know. So, and then I mean, I'm saying that as a hitting coach, that's kind of like I'm, I don't want to be patient either. Passive, passive. I don't want to be passive. passive sure. Aggressive. I want to be aggressive on the right pitch. It goes back, mm-hmm. circles back to the stuff I was telling you earlier. You know, it wasn't the right pitch. So I like that a lot. Yeah. So if you talk to hitting coaches, I mean, sorry, to pitching coaches, I talk to pitchers. And when I hit her, when I hit her gets in there and they take, let's just say a 2 0, you're up, you're, you're, you're 2 0, you're ahead of the count. And they spin a slider like pain. There's a runner on first. Like that's supposed to be like a ground ball to all play. And the hitter takes that. The, the pitcher, I'm telling you, most of them are going to be upset. It's like, dude, you're supposed to swing at that, you know? And what are the chances the guy is going to spin it, throw you that same slider, paint it again? Not very likely. Mm-hmm. They started going to try to do that. They're probably going to hang it down the middle. And here we go. So, you know, it's just like there's not – I know, and this is – you heard this probably before, like there's – there's there's a strike and there's also like a strike. Does that make sense? Like it's it's painted. Okay, mm-hmm. whatever. I'll get another yep. one. Sure. So um, a lot of conversations with the players happen. I did a lot of that in high school too. So, so it, it could be taught. It could be taught. Sure. It definitely could be taught. And it's a simple thing, you know. It's just a simple thing. Uh, they 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 the sooner they can learn that, the, the better player, the better hitter they're gonna be for sure. Definitely. No, I agree with you completely. And, and I, it's something that I think that you can train that in practice every day. And, you know, one of the, one of the simple things that, that I think I, I like throwing BP with like a, like some sort of strike zone. Like the other day I used a chair yeah. because we, yeah. we, we didn't chair have any, a med ball or like something, yeah. med ball or something, but like some of the guys were taking pitches in there and they would hit the chair and they'd be like, Oh, okay. Or then they would, they, it just brought immediate feedback or they'd swing in one and they'd be like, okay, was that a strike? And usually in BP, yeah. they're not they're not thinking about that after exactly. they swing. But then it just it's kind of like your question of, you know, uh, how many swings do you want when you have something that gives them that feedback? Then they're that's what their mind's going to go to. It gives them some purpose and some intent with every swing that they're taking. And so then we would do like two strike rounds, and I would try and strike them out or 
then we would do like okay uh three like leverage counts or or hitters counts and you know swinging at certain zones and it's just it's you're making them make decisions and it's a simple way to do it like it doesn't have to be super complex and you have to to attach a track band to every VP exactly. session, but exactly, like exactly. That. And the hiss is the other thing that at that age they start pressing about performance because they want to go play college and they're playing summer ball and there's people watching watching games, right? So they they think the only way to get noticed is to actually like hit. And I've talked to scouts and they're like, it's like, man, this guy's like zone like discipline is terrible it's like and that's hard to learn at the, as you go as you move up the levels it's actually harder to, i mean if you don't have it earlier it's tough to make it like better it can get better but it's tough and so if, if they start learning that at this level at, at 15 or even even younger mm-hmm. they're gonna be dangerous um you know if they, they they learn how to swing at the right pitch that's that's just like that's what we want. We want the, we want the, we want the pitchers to miss. Yep. So it's like, yeah, well, you're doing all the right things, man. It's, 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 you just got to keep preaching. And, and sometimes they're going to, it's like, oh, I got struck out. It's like umpire. Yeah, the umpire is game. You know, they're not pros. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You know? Sure. So it's the tough thing. It's just like, because you do want to win, but you right. will win more like this long term. You will. The players, the players will get better. You're winning. You probably win mm-hmm. a lot of games. Agreed. Agreed. Well, I've got a couple quick hitters before you go. And Mm -hmm. the first one is what's something that you've learned lately that you're excited to learn more about? Um, so I'm, I'm learning more and more about the body. I'm, uh, um, how the body moves. Um, I've read a couple of books. Um, I dig, dig deep into, um, a book called, uh, how we learn to move by Rob Gray. Oh, that's a great one. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's really good. Uh, Jason Cancer, he's gave it to me. Uh, he knows I'm like I'm trying to learn more and more. Um, sure. So that's one of the things that like I definitely I'm. It's tough to do it in season, but definitely in the off season, I put more focus on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in it, um, I'm learning. I'm learning how important it is to communicate with strength and conditioning coaches, okay. how they can be so helpful um, when it comes to to hitting. Um, so like they can give you like a like a prep routine that completely mm-hmm. changes somebody's like mechanics without even a, a hitting drill. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, that's I think we need to do better. And so I kind of let go of the ego. It's like, oh, I'm the hitting coach. It's like, oh, you need to be able to, you know, rely on all the resources that you mm-hmm. have. Um, sure. Um, definitely, definitely, we're going to do a thing into more of that uh, in the off season. Uh, try to get a couple of certifications done. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I can I can do it in English and Spanish, which is that's, that's a huge advantage. Yeah, that's awesome. Have. Sure. Yeah, so that's... Uh, think I would be that would put me in a really good position to be in in quite a unique situation where I can do it in both languages so no doubt yeah well then I've got another question for you and it's kind of the flip side and thinking back to your high school coaching self I'm gonna cater this one to you what do you wish you had known as a high school coach that 
you know now what if you could go back and, and plant a seed into your you know whenever you were a high school hitting coach what would what would you tell yourself mechanically or just concepts or just like anything that you've learned since being in professional baseball or maybe the the biggest thing that you've learned that you think that would have helped you as an amateur i mean this is again this is how important strength is <laughs> Okay. Sure. No, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, you know, but, but in general, uh, if I was like mechanically, um, how overlook deceleration is um, in the swing, like it's just like not talked enough. Um, I just, man, I could have helped guys so much more. But you know, we did what we could, what we have, with what I knew. Um, so I'm I'm still learning. You know, you get, uh, you, when you get in this environment, you've, you're blessed to start having conversations with people that you, you look up to and mm-hmm. you're like, oh my goodness, I don't know this. I got, you think you know stuff and then you're like, oh, I don't know anything, you know? So like being humble enough to accept and, and learn from other coaches, it's just, you know, it's, it's the problem is we go and it's like, you, you think you know everything and then they, they stay like that to stay in their ways instead of continue you know to evolve and make the best version of yourself with everybody's knowledge that's what i'm trying to do so like everything that i've learned i've learned it from somebody it's not i didn't come up with some i mean you come up with some stuff but it's like then i try it with my son because it's my son so if it doesn't work it's fine but you know but it's just like little things here and there you know mm-hmm. i've gotten some stuff from the podcast you've done it's like oh, thank I'll you try that sure. so it's just this is this revolving door that shouldn't stop and unfortunately you know there's a lot of ego in, in pro baseball and you know it, that in mean my in my in my opinion it gets away it gets in the way of developing and which is the whole thing like we're trying to develop big leaders mm-hmm. so that's really good. Well, I uh, I got one question for you before we go, but I, I first wanted to say, Jose, thanks for coming on the show, and and I can't thank you enough for uh, the knowledge that that you've shared today, and and for for being an open book. But I did want you to leave the listeners with whatever you'd like. And so, is there anything that we didn't cover, anything that you're passionate about, or anything that you want to leave our listeners with uh, before you go? Um, if you're young. You know, if you're a 16 or, or 15, 16, 70-year-old kid, um, get in the weight room. I can't stress that enough. Um, the amount of sacrifice that you're going to have to make to be a big leaguer, that's what it's not many. It's, it, will, it will be all worth it. Um, you know, get your sleep, eat. I just can't can't stress that enough i think it's like we practice 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 and then they're left so it's like what are we doing so you can have the most prettiest mechanics but if you don't hit the ball hard then you're not it's not gonna happen so you know being stronger is gonna help you um you know obviously do it under supervision somebody that's gonna you know give you a good program or you know anything there's a lot of resources online you don't even need to pay so, you know, start there. And as old school of his sounds, Jonathan, is like, just learn, learn swings at the right pitch and mm-hmm. hit line drives. Stop, stop trying to hit 40 angle, 40 launch angle home runs. And when you're 
12, 13. That doesn't work. Hit line drives, and then as as you get older, those line drives will keep going <laughs> out mm-hmm. of the field. I love so, it. So that's just like a super old school, but just like, and I, I see little kids. I talk to little kids all the time. It's like my, my, I have two kids. They're not here with me. Um, they're, they're back in San Antonio. So it's like, I always try to talk to two little kids at every stadium. I go try to get two baseballs and hand it to them. And I always say the same things. Like I ask them, did you play baseball? And most of them say yes. Mm-hmm. And then it says like, hey, hit line drives, buddy. Just hit line drives. It's like, learn how to hit line drives. That's what we do here. So it's no like, doubt. it's just simple. It's just simple. It's just this, this, this obsession with, you know, I under, it's fun to hit home runs. Get me wrong. Heck, we lead the league in home runs. So it's just like we're not – we're trying to hit the ball hard in the air. Like if it happens, great. But we're not there when intent to like launch that thing 45 degrees in the air, you know. And that, th- that stuff kind of works when they're young. But it's so hard to get kids away from that as they get older. It's better to teach like the way it's supposed to be taught earlier and then – just keep doing it because it's been, it's worked for so many years. Like why we're trying to reinvent the wheel, you know? So, you know, we definitely want to be innovative, but like some things work, like why change it? So I would just say that to, to younger, to younger, to younger kids, you know, that college stuff is just a little bit different. And they even college guys, high school guys, as soon as they get to college, they realize they're not, especially if you go to a Chuko, those guys are massive. It's like you go to a big school, no they're, they're massive. Everywhere you go, it's like if you go to a triple game, they're massive. Big leagues, are, it's like it's no accident. <laughs> so, you know, that's also one thing. And that's something that can be controlled because you have, you can, you can do that. Like it has nothing to do with skill or anything like that. Just be consistent with it. Get in there and do it. And eventually it's going to pay off. So it might take a while. That's the thing about the gym. Like people stop because they don't see the results right away. If you just keep going, eventually you're gonna see all of a sudden you're like if you're I mean you're all of a sudden you're throwing ninety three or something when you you can even do that before. So it's like if you're hitting the ball over a hundred all the time with bad mechanics. <laughs> so it's like that's what that's what that's what probably scouts look for, you know? Mm-hmm. Good frames and stuff like that. And you know, having the skills that as a hitter, you know, having some discipline. You know, hitting with two strikes, all that stuff. It's not old school. That's what, that's what, that's always worked. So, uh, that's what I have for you there. It's like, I hope if it just reaches one person, that'll be cool. But I hope somebody just says, man, that dude's that. But, you know, that's something that I preach to my son. Thank you so much for listening to Ahead of the Curve. If you would do us a huge favor, Leave a rating or review wherever you are listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone and tag us on social media. That would help us so much with growing the show and helping others to stay ahead of the curve.